Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Christmas in Disneyland. Christmas in Disneyland. Welcome back to another gathering here at Off Harbor in Maine. I'm Joel Covey, and I'm joined by my close friends to reminisce over Disney theme park history and discuss the latest theme park happenings. Before we get to our special guest today, with me today is Beth. Happy holidays, everyone. Matt. Hey, everyone. And Derek. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. Everyone can make it when we had a special guest, of course. They're like, oh, yeah, we got to get on. So <laughs> they actually made it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, today on episode 38, we're taking an in-depth look at one of the most cherished Disneyland parades. This parade has become a Disneyland institution for multiple generations, and the music is an earworm you can't ever get out of your head. We're talking about none other than the iconic Christmas Fantasy Parade. Woo! Yeah. And to help us discuss this beloved holiday favorite is an incredibly talented artist and Disneyland aficionado who seems to have done a little bit of everything, from Disneyland Parade Float Driver, I believe, to helping design special events at the theme parks, to Wonderground Gallery Artist, to conceptualizing incredible holiday events in SoCal. Uh, we could take a whole podcast just talking about this guy's resume, but it's the incomparable Sam Carter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, welcome, Sam. Welcome, Sam. Thank you welcome for having me. Harbor. Thank you yeah. so much. And you know what? Honestly, I adore Christmas Fantasy, and I'm, I'm literally honored to even discuss it. I, I, I have to pinch myself because it is such a part of my career. So I'm glad I get the chance to, to yap about it. That's awesome. And did I get everything correct there? I mean, that's just going off of yeah. just me yeah, reading your Twitter. Kind like, of good. That's what you <laughs> yeah, Twitter <laughs> legend to add to that. Oh, gosh. In, infamous. Yeah. Infamous. <laughs> His Twitter is a crazy place. Uh, luckily, I haven't gotten into too much trouble there yet. <laughs> it's pretty easy to dive into or to get in trouble. Oh, I try to stay out of the bad stuff. And it's, believe me, it, I see it and it's there. But it's, that's what, you know, I'm glad you said that too, because it's, it's nice to keep it positive because there's, there's so much crap in the world that it's nice to like, you know what, let's talk about fun stuff. And that's actually why I, I'm all over Twitter nonstop. Yeah. It's just like, I, I just enjoy this group of friends that we found and people actually care about this stuff that's in my brain. So if I don't get it out <laughs> of my brain, it's it's nice that people actually care. So I like that. It's true. And it's such a slippery slope. It's so easy to find the, the bad side. But um, when you do- Yeah, I get sucked in once in a while. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've gained some great friends through Twitter as well. So I, there's some positivity for Twitter. Before we get into a little bit more about you, Sam, uh, we do like to go around what we call our virtual tropical lanai, just to see what everyone is drinking tonight. Is that a lanai like the Golden Girls lanai? Sure, it could be the Golden <laughs> okay, Girls. Okay, that's what I'm imagining. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank Maybe God. not what I was envisioning in my head. But <laughs> thank you for being it. a friend. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll change it up a little bit. Uh, Derek, do you have a drink tonight? I do. I actually wanted to try. I, I saw this at the grocery store. I thought, oh, this looks interesting. It's by Luxardo, which happens to Ooh. be the company that does our <laughs> my favorite our, cherries. Right? Your favorite <laughs> cherries. Beth made me think of you. So it's a sour cherry gin and tonic. Um, and really excited to try. I've never tried it before, but it looked good. The labeling looked good. And it's is it Luxardo. like pre-mixed? Yeah, it's a pre-mixed. In a like can. in a can? Yeah. Ooh. About to pop I'll have it to go open. look for that. Tell me how it is. Yeah, we'll, we'll see right now. Was it like $30, like the cherries? <laughs> um, no, not bad. Not that bad. Hopefully it's um, as good, though. Sure. I'll see. Hey, when, I, when we were at the park the other day, though, I had regular maraschino cherries in my drink. <gasps> Wait, what, what drink was it? Was it a... At Hearthstone? Yeah, 
it, and I'm pretty they sure the, like I'm pretty sure the menu Luxardo. said Luxardo cherries, but those were definitely just maraschino. Mm. Oh, they seem dark, is... but we were in kind of dark setting, so that's offensive to me. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna hope they just ran out and they just fine. We'll get some cherries in there. <laughs> that's bad. You know, I apologize. You know, we should have just gone to our, our special guest first. Uh, do you have <laughs> anything? Okay. Are you drinking anything this evening? Well, I had uh, my traditional Jack and Coke Zero for dinner. And um, now I'm having uh, just the Coke Zero, hold the Jack. Perfect. <laughs> I got some work to do after this, so I probably shouldn't have another one. <laughs> Matt, I know you were saying you're pretty tired. Uh, are you sticking with water this evening? Yeah. So, well, I went to dinner earlier with some friends. We did some Christmas presents, had a couple drinks at dinner, and... Now I'm just sticking to water. To be honest, I thought about making a drink because I've never been to a total wine before, but I finally went the other day. Oh, and they're found, awesome. I, yeah, I never, I've always been a BevMo person, but I think I've changed oh. now because total wine was awesome. But I was actually able to find that, um, that Downton Abbey gin. Oh, they have it there? When oh. I went. So, of course, I bought it. So maybe that'll be for next episode. Ooh, I guess I don't need to order it <laughs> online anymore. That's good to know. Nice. <laughs> How about you, Beth? Well, first of all, let me just say I'm glad to hear everyone drinking responsibly and taking <laughs> taking into account their evenings. We're just catching up drink. to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know what the hell this is. Okay, it was, my birthday was last week. My daughter got me this cup with a B on it. Um, and then she also <laughs> picked me out a bottle of vodka because she liked the colors on the bottle. <laughs> and it, <laughs> so it's blue raspberry vodka. And, um, and then... Uh, sparkling water and then i thought you know what it's not sweet enough so i put a scoop of vanilla ice cream in it i don't know what it is <laughs> I love it. wow you but float. it's really good <laughs> are you high wow. <laughs> <No>. okay <laughs> no. life. we gotta do it yeah. we always do it what's the name of it beth uh this is a creamy raspberry cooler no, i'll take it that works <laughs> okay <laughs> It's funny, she got you a cup with a B on it, too, because I got you one, too, but it doesn't stand for <laughs> it doesn't Beth. doesn't mean Beth. And Beth. <laughs> awesome. Well, I sound like a broken record when I'm talking about my drinks around the holidays, because I always do an eggnog drink, and sure enough, I did another eggnog drink today, but I was surprise. a little tired. Yeah. So I did do my my uh, espresso drink with uh, some steamed or frothed eggnog. Mm. Wow. Threw in some bourbon in my little holiday cup with, like, a penguin on it i don't know oh, why we have this but i love it <laughs> uh but uh it's excellent and great for the holidays coming up here tis the season um and with that that everybody cheers cheers, cheers. episode 38 oh that's pretty good oh that's good water oh, is that good <laughs> refreshing yeah so sam I mean, I, I know we want to get into Christmas Fantasy Parade, and we're excited to talk about it, but would you mind, and I, you've done, I feel like, the, the podcast circuit. You've been on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Well, I, I think I've, I've uh, perfected making it very quick, and if, if people have heard me <laughs> yap about it before, it, 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 then I'll try to make it like short and sweet. You know, I started, it all starts in 1995, when I finally got hired as a float driver in the parade department at Disneyland. And um, I had some friends in high school that were in the parade, and I always thought, well, that, that's cool. I always try to watch the parade. I was actually one of the only ones of my friend who actually wanted to watch Electrical Parade. I wanted to see, you know, the world according to Goofy Parade. I was kind of raised <laughs> as a kid watching this stuff. In fact, my uncle, who, uh, who kind of got me into this, he always took me and my cousin to Disneyland when we were kids. 
and he would like have a sit in town square and he would sit across from us during the parade. And when the parade goes by, he would videotape us as the floats oh. go by. So smart. So Love cool. That. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm really ticked off that I haven't done that with my kids yet. I really, I'm going to force myself. Maybe with magic happens, I'll do that. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, always grew up watching that stuff. And um, my friends from high school were in Lion King and they're like, why don't you go to an audition? And I was actually kind of traumatized by auditions for parades because when I was a kid, I went and auditioned to be in Very Merry Christmas Parade. Because if you remember, they had children performers. Yes. I didn't like know the, you auditioned for that oh, I got as a child. <laughs> I got cut really fast. Um, but I'll, I'll circle back to that. But like, so yeah, they had uh, Lost Boys were kids and Mowgli was a little kid and the elves were all children. Turns out most of those kid actors were relatives or children of actually parade performers and float drivers. So it was like a family type. But um, I got the job as a float driver in Electrical Parade and Lion King Parade. So what a what a cool way to start it. But I remember yeah. Lion King was just such an epic show. And uh, like that was the kind of parade where people would cry when they watch it. Like Circle of Life mm-hmm. means a lot to a lot of people, especially in the early 90s. Well, mid-90s when it first came out. So it was, I had a blast and I loved, I felt like, okay, this is home. I'm, I'm glad I'm working here. And I've always loved Disneyland. And I, I knew it eventually as a matter of time before I worked there. But since the very beginning, I wanted to be in the art department. So long story short, it took 10 years to get into the art department. 10 years of like bugging people and like mm-hmm. trying to be, you know, persistent, but not annoying. And just kind of making sure everyone knows, hey, you know, I'm an artist, right? You know, I can do this stuff. <laughs> I, I designed a parade. Do you want to see it? And blah, blah, blah. So anyway, uh, we worked, you know, every parade in the 90s. So her, uh, Lion King and Electrical Parade. And then, yes, I opened Light Magic, closed Light Magic. Uh, we did Mulan, Hercules Parade, Mulan. Um, there was supposed to be a Tarzan Parade. It never happened, though. Um, but then Parade of Stars. And then the most exciting thing was we we're opening the second gate. We we're opening up Eureka over at California yes. Adventure. Yes. And the best yeah, thing about that. Eureka fans here. Oh, same here. So good. Um, we got to rehearse that in the daytime and I was super rare because usually we rehearse in the middle of the night, but we actually got to, when they first built the park, they just poured the cement for the entire parade route or the performance corridor. They're making a big distinct difference. This is not a parade route performance corridor. Anyway, <laughs> the first time we took the floats out, I got to pull the carpet off. Like me and a bunch of oh. you know guys, we actually rolled carpet offs to drive the floats out for the first time in a brand new park. It was just That's surreal. Awesome. Wow. And then people were um, watching it through the front gate because there's no wall up. And that Eureka music was blasting. And people were like, mm-hmm. what is this? And um, so uh, Eureka, then Block Party. And I was uh, actually in charge of the drivers when we mounted Block Party. So I, I felt like I came a long way. I was driving the floats and um, actually having some fun time being performing as a character and some of the things because some of the characters drive the floats. And then this whole time I was every Christmas, I would be, in, I would do Christmas parade. And so being uh, that I started in 95, that was the first year of Christmas fantasy. And I was a little bit bummed because I loved very Merry Christmas parade. I loved that they, it was so long and they had the, the different units for each character and each movie, you know, if you've seen old videos, mm-hmm. um, it has like just, um, there's a jungle book unit and then a whole Alice in Wonderland unit. Like that's how it was. And then the second half of the parade was basically Christmas fantasy floats. And, um, I was actually disappointed that like, nice luck. I finally get with the Christmas parade and it's different, but I didn't realize how special that was, that that was the very first Christmas fantasy. And I grew up 
watching Mickey's Christmas Carol, like to me, nothing was more Christmas than watching that. And even like that theme song is just hauntingly Christmas mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I just love that that finale unit was a Mickey's Christmas Carol unit, which we've, you know, we talk about that a lot on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. look at this picture. It's ghost goofy. How cool is this? And <laughs> if you notice last year, they did make brand new costumes for the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Or they finally had it. You had to pay to go to that after party for it. But I was hoping that maybe one of these years they'll they'll bring it back. But yeah. we'll see. that'd be cool. But yeah, that's that's the long the long version. I, I know I said it would be short, but that was the long <laughs> version of my pray time, where I worked my way up to be. Um, um, it's called pray two. It's in charge of the drivers for Block Party Bash. But working Block Party Bash, I made really uh, good friends with um, a lot of the art directors, like Brad Kay and Marilyn Magnus was a, a designer. For the uh, show director for that parade in Maryland is amazing. She actually went back and she was a show director for the Blast of the Past Hop. Um, and she was actually one of the original um, uh, Hoopty Doo review performers. It's just the history oh, wow. of these people that work there that put up, you know, up until the 2000s, they're still putting on these these shows. So anyway, I kind of like did my, my usual like, hey, I'm an artist. You want to see my drawings? And, um, but to get their attention, I actually um, convinced my manager to allow me to paint a mural in our parade building. That was um, every parade that the park has ever had. I, I, it took me two years and I painted starting from Electrical Parade in 72 and ending with Electrical Parade when it came back to DCA. And then later I did another one for the 50th. So that was around the time of Block Party Bash. And that kind of put me on the radar. Like, hey, you know, there's this is a parade guy that just painted this mural that's like 100 feet long. Anyway, I, I, because of that and because of knowing Marilyn, she let me kind of do a pitch where I proposed a brand new light parade called Disney's Light Odyssey. It was for California Adventure and it was basically like a, a new electrical parade that revolved around every Disney movie that takes place around the ocean. And I've, I've posted a lot of art about mm-hmm. that. You might have seen that. Obviously, I didn't, they didn't build that parade. But uh, a few months later, there was an opening and for an art director and I got it. So... Then up for seven years as an art director in entertainment and just like you said, did events. Like I art directed Miley Cyrus's sweet 16 birthday party, <laughs> like weird, awesome wow. stuff. <laughs> That's so um, cool. Like big things, small things. But then, um, yeah, so I actually left the company in 2012 to go be creative director at USC for their design department. But I had that itch to do artwork and I made a lot of contacts working for 17 years at the park. So that's when I, I actually started doing Wonderground Gallery art. And then from the Wonderground Gallery art, that led to a trip to the Epcot Festival of the Arts. And around that same time, um, I started designing popcorn buckets and doing events and whatnot. So it's it, it's been a lot of stuff. That's why it seems like I'm all over the place because it just you meet a lot of people and then you do a lot of gigs like that. Yeah, you you've done some like some really great things in the parks that I've really enjoyed. And when I found out after the fact, like that was Sam. Like is that crazy? From, yeah. <laughs> I tri- it trips me out. <laughs> Even from like, the parade there. The, uh, I, I've talked about it before on the podcast. I had a, a small stint where I worked at Disneyland and attractions. And, you know, our costuming area was in the entertainment building back there. And so, you know, I would always see those. At one time, I just like, I'm going to venture down the other side of the hallway. And I saw all those paintings. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. And then so, I'm, like, I'm glad you got to see it. It's, yeah, I know it's gone now because of yeah. you know, Mickey Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Railway. It's always going to be hard for me to say, but yeah, same here, <laughs> but, uh, it's, I mean, it's, I think so many people will remember that forever because it was such a cool, um, thing that, that existed back there, but two things I got to bring up, you know, what? actually three things. One, 
season speedings, I think is worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain that one that? real quick? Sure. Okay. When I was, uh, um, when I was working in creative entertainment, I worked closely with Dave Crancy's team and he was, he was in charge at the time of, of all the holiday stuff, Christmas and Halloween and all that. And he's now uh, a WDI guy, but he was saying how, like, it was about a year before Cars Land and Buena Vista Street was opening and he was already planning the Christmas stuff. So that's how I got to work on, you know, I helped design the, the Buena Vista Street Christmas tree. And then there's some stuff for Cars Land and I was stoked because I was definitely a DCA fanboy. I'm like, yeah, I know it sucks, <laughs> but it, it's going to be good. Right? Yeah, like, good it's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we all knew it needed a lot of help. Uh, especially because for a, lot, a few of us who got to go to Disney Sea, we were like, we know there's a big yeah. difference here. And it opened the same year. <laughs> yeah, so depressing. <laughs> but we still loved it because it, it meant there's a second gate. That's we loved what it meant, and then we know like it was going to be way better later. And you know, well, we got to see you realize, it grow. We got to see it yeah, get prettier oh, every did. day, you know, every year. We really did. <laughs> so we saw the. And it's lows. just funny. It cost more to fix it than it did to build it. If you put it in those terms, <laughs> yeah. that, and, that, and we knew that that's the money that they were spending on it. So we were very excited about Cars Land. But to answer your question, for season speedings, there's that amazing iconic billboard in the front. Um, and Dave asked me, like, hey, what do you think a Christmas version of this would look like? Like an overlay to this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let me think about that. So I, I got the original file, which was ginormous. And I actually got to draw on the original file and I changed the colors and I added snow and I'm like, I made those, they were all excited about the snowflakes are going to be made of wrenches. It's going to be really cool. I'm like, Great. I love it. So we're putting that together. And then it got really crazy where I'm like, we need like a Santa car. We need something like and Santa and a reindeer. What does that look like? And I kind of, I was sketching out what I thought it would be like. And I had to send stuff through approval to Pixar. So I had an amazing contact of a Pixar and her name is Donna. And she would go like, Hey, I think, I think John's working on something about that. And I'm like, John, yeah, yeah, John Lasseter. He's he's working on something. Let me <laughs> let me talk to him. I'm like, what? What? Anyway, oh gosh. <laughs> he sends me an email with a scan thing, and, and then like, because they're working on a book about Santa and Christmas, and this and there's a sketch from John saying, "This is what the Santa car is going to look like in this world." I'm like, well, that's it. That's what I wanted to do. So my mind's blown. I'm like, I can't believe that's how that just happened. <laughs> but then, um. But then we, we don't really talk about it anymore, of course. But like, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. fact that that happened was pretty cool. That at the mind time, blowing, yeah. <laughs> at the time, that was really cool. And then, um, so I'm making this billboard and I'm like, we need a Merry Christmas. How would you say happy holidays in the world of cars? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, I know it needs to be in this top right corner. And I know it needs, and I really like this font. And uh, how about placeholder? This sounds stupid. Season speeding. And I just kind of <laughs> chuckle and I move it on. I'm like, placeholder. And that, what, 12 years later, it's every Christmas, there. it still goes up. Yeah. And I laugh. I'm Classic. like, it's on merchandise. And even um, I, I tripped out when I was taking my kids on Mater's and Mater's like, season speedings. I'm like, holy <laughs> oh, <whoa>. cow. <laughs> so cool. Crazy. So it's amazing. I think it's cool when like a, a, a creative or an artist does something and like, because I'm not a writer. But it was just a placeholder. But I'm glad it. I'm glad it stuck. So yeah, season speedings, everybody. So cool. That's so cool. <laughs> and then you already mentioned the other thing, the the Christmas tree. You've talked about this a ton too. Yeah. I just think it's we love Buenavista Street, but the Christmas tree fits in so well. And then using those historic, uh, not not retro, but just like the actual design yeah. of old. Um, I cannot believe that really this cool. is part of the 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 Waltz holiday tour. 
So let me tell you why I love Buena Vista Street. It is a Walt Disney land. <laughs> like we have Disneyland, <laughs> but the entrance to California Adventure is a land about Walt Disney. Mm. And I've, I've gone on at great lengths talking about why Carthay is so special. And just for posterity, I'll document it here again. So <laughs> if that night at the Snow White premiere didn't go well, none of this would be here. Right. Right. That's right. a really crucial moment in the Walt Disney company. Yeah. And I, and I think for that reason alone, um, it's just let Carthay be the icon and maybe just put a plaque and, you know, there's a plaque, but like, don't make it the Fer- the Ferris wheel. Don't make it Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just have this be the, the actual icon of the park. And sometimes they do. So I like that. But um, yeah, so the, the Christmas tree ornaments, when I was working with Dave Crancy again on that, he f- actually found um, that back in the day, Walt licensed these Christmas lights. And what was so mind-blowing and special to me about that was because we, I, I, I hand drew them as best to my ability off this grainy photo of what the artwork looked like. Because it's, you know, the pie, it's the pie-eyed Mickey and Clarabelle and even like Morty and the two nephews that you never see. Like they were mm-hmm. on there. Um, we got to do all that, that artwork for that. And then we made it. And I'm like, what was so special was I hope that there's a living great-grandma around who gets dragged to California <laughs> Adventure. Mm-hmm. and sees these bell ornaments. And I want it to be like Vigo from Ratatouille when it just gets flocked back to like being a kid. Good. Oh my God, I, I oh. had to, I had those. Mm-hmm. I'll never know if that actually happened. But if it did, I'm, I'm going to be a happy camper because I that's what's so special about I'm it. I'm sure it's there's people for going there that have had those ornaments or at least hand I hope so. Yeah. And if you just search for like Walt, Walt Disney Christmas lights, 1930s, it'll pop up on eBay, some crazy price. But yeah, it's really, really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and then, you know, the other item, it's not really, um, I, I, it's, I, I think it's just something more that I think you would appreciate. And I had to tell you, I think it was, it was last night. <laughs> so I've talked about this on, on Twitter myself, uh, about this Japanese vlogger, Yamoto style, right? So he, he does all these, he just walks around Tokyo Disneyland and that's all he does. It, he just, uh, there's no talking. He walks. I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but he just, I mean, he videotapes it and he has a great edit, but he just goes through Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea, um, and he just, he, he writes in Japanese characters, so I don't know what he's saying, but he's giving updates too, but there's no voices, so it's very relaxing. Um, and there's just like the sounds of the park. But what's nice is he just went to Florida, and this is, it seems like their first time, I'm assuming I can't read, you know, what they're writing, but <laughs> it's their first time to Disney World. And, you know, they're going through, they're, they're all excited. Um, they, uh, they get to Magic Kingdom and then they get their mugs. And I thought it was just so cool because they're showing their 50th anniversary. It mugs. was that one. And it was that they're one. Right behind like, me. There you go. There it is. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so weird. I'm like, oh, and so of course I'm telling my wife, I'm like, oh, see that? The guy that's going to be on the podcast tomorrow did that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, it's I so cool. That was cool. I mean, it actually, um, trips me out because so this is like a pandemic project for me. So drawing this was when the world was in a crazy place, right? And uh, and I, I, I pride myself in my composition, especially like long panorama ones, like murals. I think of it like that way. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just so crazy working on this and having my kids look at my Cintiq while I'm drawing it and knowing it's during a pandemic, we're working from home. And, and it was just weird to work from home. Like It's normal now, but at the time it was crazy. But then after the pandemic, when I, I got to take my mom to Disney World, she hasn't been there since opening year. 
she drove with her friend and you know when it when it opened and then um she's never been back and i've been begging her my whole life take me take me take me and so now i, I got to take her so 50 years later she went back <laughs> and like i refused to buy any of these because i'm like i wish she'd give me one for free i drew it <laughs> but they don't so my mom knew how stubborn i wasn't going to buy it so during fireworks my mom bought me one which was like, pretty cool that's so <laughs> sweet it was awesome and um it, and it was crazy like can you imagine not going to a place for 50 years and she saw the contemporary she's like i feel like i was here yesterday this is that's, insane wow. that's crazy yeah like yeah. really crazy and then um, here's her son has his yeah. art there how cool and then the, the funnest the, the most fun part was when my my son sammy was like dad every stroller has your art hanging on it Oh. It was so oh, cool. So like cool. he was like tripping out. He's like, I saw you draw that. That's cool. He even went to one popcorn cast member going, My dad drew that. Oh, that's cool. And then the, <laughs> the cast member was like, No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, he did. He's six. He's like, Yeah, he did. And the cast member was like, Mickey Mouse drew it. <laughs> he's like, so, okay. All right. <laughs> but I thought it was so Wait, cool for him dad to Mickey see Mouse? artwork. Yeah, whether yeah. it's the Wonderground Gallery. Or at Festival of the Arts, he he was calling Epcot my art show. I'm like, oh, I love that. You're <laughs> That's doing incredible. That. It's so neat, right? Yeah. Little things like that. That's um, surreal. It's exciting. But I haven't had any new artwork for a while yet at Wonderground, and I have a, one of the Hercules pieces up behind me too. But um, hopefully, I'll I'll get to do that someday. I really love the Festival of the Arts. It was, it was fun. I was there for two weeks signing yeah. with masks on. It was during the first <laughs> the first <laughs> one yeah. with the mask, and it was I'm like, why am I flying across the country in a, during a pandemic to meet people like face to face sign autograph but i'm sure i'm sure you'll get back no doubt so i hope that's so. that's all very exciting and uh, you know there's one thing that i had to bring up before we get to christmas fantasy uh about the recent announcement it's been a couple weeks now they kind of announced it right before it was to reopen but i think this kind of coincides with some of the stuff you've done for it but with the queen mary opening back up at least for tours Pretty right special now place and it's really cool. We've talked about this previously in the podcast, at, really towards the beginning. Um, Dark Harbor is a big, uh, we, oh. you know, Matt and I really love that event. Um, and it's it's one of my favorite haunts. And I, I was it. very sad. Yeah. And you so, know, um, the team behind that, Steve and Charity, are rock stars. And they, they did 10 years of Dark Harbor, which was like beyond cool. They had a, it felt Disney level quality and they all tied to the theme of the ship. Mm-hmm. They had a mascot for each maze that would kind of mingle around. It was just too fun. Yeah. Uh, when they started adding bars into the mazes, that's when I Dude. was 100% on board. <laughs> did you go to the one on, it was inside the, the hull of the ship. It's so we like, did, we did two of the them. nightmare. We, yeah. We did that one. And we also did the one that was, um, it was like outside. I think it was supposed to be like a shipwreck kind of like thing. It was like in a dome. Uh huh. We did that one too. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Where it's like this, yeah. I remember the shipwreck with that projection mapping. Uh-huh. I, I still come across those coins that mean you could get into the bar, and I'm like, oh, how sad! I can't use <laughs> these that. Get, that was so good to buy a twenty dollar crappy drink. But oh yeah, no, yeah. The, it wasn't about the drink. It was, and I just, yeah, just like, somewhere in order to get the medallion, you had to like interact with. Yeah, it was really cool. That was, was next so level. Cool. Well, what's neat about the Dark Harbor is I got to set up my first Christmas while that was going on so i got to kind of explore and a lot of the assets that they had for dark harbor are 
were owned by the ship. So they were telling me like, hey, use whatever you can from Dark Harbor. So I'm like walking around Dark Harbor during the daytime looking at assets. Like, (laughs) how do I make this jolly? (laughs) Like, how do I, there's blood all over it. I guess if I turn it around, maybe I could use it, but. um, A couple green splatters, you're good to go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It seems jolly. But yeah, this ship's amazing. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, and and that Long Beach now it's owned by the city of Long Beach, I believe, right? And at least it looks mm-hmm. like they're looking to do what's right and what's needed for the for the ship. So it's it's just nice that it's getting the love that well, it deserves. I think we're lucky that it costs almost as much to get rid of it that it does the same. Yeah, we're lucky because <laughs> if it was cheap to get rid of, I think gone. it'd be at the bottom of the ocean. Somehow, I think so too. Which is so sad to think about because the history uh-huh. of that ship. I don't know if you saw me tweet like a couple weeks ago, but when I was on the ship decorating it, we put like 40 Christmas trees on it, like one in every ballroom. And um, I heard stories of this, this old man, like old guy that was walking around and he was looking under these stairs on the main promenade. And my friend who told me the story asked him like, Hey, are you okay? And, and he's like, Oh yeah, I just, I haven't been here since I took the ship back from world war two, took her home. Oh my God. And this is where I slept. No he's way. He's pointing oh, wow. under the stairs. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like this has to be preserved. Yeah. This is yeah, just ridiculous. Like, you know, really special stuff like that. I'm just really hoping that they take the time and actually do something really good with a lot of this stuff. Cause that whole outside area too, was just not looking great. It was dilapidated. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say Elon Musk, but a <laughs> Elon Musk type with deep pockets. I wish they would just invest a ridiculous amount of money and build something appropriate next to the ship and then have something really cool to connect it to like the Harbor shoreline village is pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. in the aquariums right there, even if it's like a, a skyliner or just something like connect the ship with that little traffic area of the pike. It needs that. And it really should be like a, a boutique hotel and more luxury fixed up where you can, but there's no room for like um, a real spa and all that stuff. You could actually mm-hmm. build a, a tower next to it with all those amenities sure. Why not? and work that into like a new boardwalk area. It'd be really, really cool. Hopefully yeah, someday. I, I don't know, man. I'm just glad. Isn't it funny? Like we're just glad it's open. Yeah. And now we're like, <laughs> what exactly built, are they doing right now? Is it just like tours? That's what I heard that they're. Yeah. And, and you know what? What's funny is um, during the whole pandemic, I still had the keys to the ship. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> I wonder if this key still works. So I, I was, I did Christmas for a few years where I was in charge of, you know, I was basically a creative director for uh, all the different Christmas offerings. And then I also did the marketing for it. So I, the billboards that you saw for it were the same thing at all. And it all kind of came from an attraction poster that I made of the ship that I made that like my guiding light. Anything has to feel anything with this ship during Christmas has to feel like it's part of this. And I treated it like a attraction poster in the tunnel at Disneyland. And I was pretending as if they <laughs> built Port Disney still. I was right next to it. I'm trying to make it feel like that weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> which is you know it's all in my head but hopefully but i got it was great too because there was trust there they got the, they actually listened to me when i'm like okay these aren't your guests today they're your passengers like we are going to the mm-hmm. north pole i want kids to be showing up and like believing that the ship left That's and then when they got back it just docked it was really cool like i got really deep about it but i'm like <laughs> they're here's their ticket to, to go to the north pole and blah 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 and it was it was so much fun but so that while the pand- pand- pandemic was happening, they were still shooting movies on it. I think the, there was oh. a I Love Lucy movie that was filmed in the ballroom. So they were doing a lot of film shoots, but it just wasn't open as a hotel or event space. 
And now I think it's just tours. Right. And eventually the hotel hopefully will come back. And then you can do events in the ballrooms and hopefully they call me back and I can do Christmas yeah. again over there. <laughs> there <you laughs> That's go. what I'm hoping for. We're hoping the same thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, no, I, I appreciate you, you know, going over all that stuff. I know you've talked about it a lot and I just think it's our listeners would appreciate some of that stuff you've done. So I really appreciate that. Um, I think now we'll, we'll head back to Disneyland, back to main street USA, and we'll, uh, go into the Christmas fantasy parade. This is very unusual weather for Southern California. In fact, it's impossible. But since Disneyland is the magic kingdom, we thought we'd use some of that magic to create a traditional Christmas atmosphere. Hello, Walt. Well, hi, Santa. Is everything ready for our big Christmas parade? Everything but the weather. Yeah. Personally, I feel right at home in this snow, but it's not so good for a parade. <laughs> well, after all, it is your day, Santa, so make the most of it, you know. I got 365. <laughs> I see what you mean, Walt. Since I'm going to be in that parade, I'd better get ready. So before we get into the breakdown of the parade, I think it's crazy. It's something about Christmas Fantasy Parade, I, I guess I never really looked at the history of it or really knew much about the floats. And thankfully, you know, Sam, you've been educating a lot of people on, <laughs> you know, how these floats have uh, been around for a long time. They're old. They I are had no very, idea very old. They're how ancient. old and, these are. Well, you know, every once in a while you'll see like a tow vehicle behind Santa's float. That's because these wheels could fall off. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Some of the folks or, or Santa. Are, ooh, I saw that. I'm glad he was okay. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. And that was one of the new floats too. But um, some of the floats they go back to very Merry Christmas Parade, which is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then some of those floats even go back past very Merry Christmas Parade to Fantasy on Parade, which goes back to Walt's era. That's crazy. Which is crazy. So the park's always had some sort of Christmas parade. And uh, if you look at really old pictures, there's a lot of really cool blogs out there that have photos of stuff back in the day. But you can see the old parade route actually went through Frontierland in front of Golden Horseshoe and it connected out that way. And the parade gate went through the firehouse gate, not egg house gate. Mm-hmm. So it was, that's old school, right? And I think it, the Christmas parade had like an international type theme. I've seen mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. rare pictures of like these tractor trailer tugs pulling like 50 kids sitting on the thing. I'm like, what yes. is this parade? <laughs> but then um, they kind of got more elevated and they did the fantasy on parade, which actually had more characters. And that's what a lot of like the, the 10, I think it's the 10th anniversary special that you can see on Disney plus where it's like Walt at Disneyland or something. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but there's a, they show footage of it where they start introducing like units for each movie. And then it got a little bit more like refined and it became very Merry Christmas parade. I think in the late seventies or early eighties, and that's when it got really big. And if you think about it, there was no Phantasmic yet. There was no big spectacular. These parades were the spectaculars. You yeah. know, some of the casts had 400 people in them. And, you know, a parade today might have, I don't know, 80. So uh, they were really, really big. They could take an hour to go by, maybe even more. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, with, and this is how long Very Merry Christmas Parade was. The, if they were short drivers for the day, the parade would step off at Small World do the whole parade, which is for the most part, from what I remember, 24 minutes gate to gate as a driver. And the halfway point is 12 minutes exactly at the hub, the crosswalk right there for Tomorrowland. And then um, 
and then it gets in the gate at Acow's gate. That driver could be shuttled around all the way backstage and drive one of the last few floats. <laughs> no way. Oh <laughs> they haven't even gone out yet. They're still That's parked next crazy. to Small World. That's how long this thing was. Oh my gosh. And I think now the um, the parade is all, once the, I think that the opening float is reaching town square by the, by the time Santa comes out. So it's, it's a lot smaller, but that's okay. It's still, it's still good. And I understand, but, uh, you know, how these things have kind of gotten smaller over time and even our attention spans have yeah. shortened. So I, I get s- some of it. Um, yeah, I, I think it was uh, 1987 when the very Merry Christmas Parade actually started. And just before that, you had the Christmas version of Fantasy on Parade. Um, right. The good thing here, and I was going to talk about this at the beginning, but I was saving that until the end. But this is a good point to just bring up for researching for this episode. I could find all the videos I needed on Sam Carter's uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> so, that's Everything my, you could possibly need. That was my biggest <laughs> pandemic project was I had this big Tupperware thing of old tapes. I'm like, well, I'm not, the industry's dead. I got to do something. I've been, I got to wipe off the dust off these tapes and, and, and make some, you know, make some magic. I'm sure someone wants to see this stuff. Um, it's just crazy. The stuff I found is insane. And I wish I could post everything I, I found because especially in the early night, the my early days of being in the parade department, I have a lot of backstage sure. video of us getting ready and stuff. I'm like, this is so cool to see. I can't post it. <laughs> Dang it. it online. <laughs> yeah, it'd be uh, really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's 77 videos alone just on your folder for the parades and shows. In just for Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. And so, you know, he has the inaugural uh, 1995 Christmas par- Christmas Fantasy Parade video on there, and it goes through the years. He's different ones. But then, uh, you know, you also have uh, the Fantasy and Parade, the Christmas versions, and then there's the Very Merry Christmas Parade. And I was looking at these, and I was, this is where I got stunned when I was like, wait, that's that, that's the exact same flow. They haven't even changed <laughs> it. Still in operation. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so the I. The Candy House on- right now, I think, is just, it's identical. It's just crazy. Yeah, and I think I put on here it, uh, the famous princess float with the spires that's still utilized, but not in the Christmas Fantasy Parade, right? I think it's still on site. The person, oh, the the long is that the one. Sleeping Beauty one, the yeah. castle float, the Crystal Castle one. Yes, mm-hmm. um, you know, Florida used that a lot longer than we did. I think ours might might have just fallen apart because it was so old. But Florida used theirs. It's it's still featured every once in a while. I think they I still think use it. It is because I when I went um, when I went in May of twenty twenty one, it was before they started doing fireworks and parades and stuff again. Um, I was yeah the couples on there right yeah I was on I was sitting in Country Bear Jamboree and all of a sudden I hear music outside so I walk out there and um, it's going down the parade route and I was like I swear I've seen this float before. <laughs> there was a handful of floats that Florida and Disneyland had duplicates of. Like the candy house would be one too, where they had, um, but ours had an extension put on it where they could have like a little platform and the front, yeah. every character is rotated through there. It's been Mad Hatter and Alice. It's been Clarabelle and Daisy. It's been Max and Goofy. It's been Goofy and Pluto. It's, it's crazy how they just, that's what's kind of neat about this parade. It's always a little bit different. And when you go back and look at the different versions of it, you could see, okay, what floats were cut, what floats were put, um, were made new uh, what characters were featured like 1995 it was still all about roger rabbit so roger rabbit's <laughs> very featured in it <laughs> um in the late 90s it was very cool if you notice by the 
the toy block floats that they had. They were every year. There's a new movie. They would in, introduce a new couple to the scene. So where they had Buzz and Woody was brand new. In fact, I remember for 1995 there was a pre parade before Christmas Fantasy that was Toy Story. It was the it came out during Christmas. So it was, Toy Story oh, was yeah. still just in the theaters, and there was a pre parade for that where they actually had Green Army Men. And to be honest, it's the only time I've actually enjoyed seeing Green Army Men. I don't care for them. I, I just they're overused. <laughs> it is everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm just it's, it's not unique anymore, and it's because when they were being used for this, they actually had the the green pads on their feet, like the lily pads with their feet connected. That's what made those characters cool. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. Poor guys had to like hop down <laughs> right. like on right. a snowboard, basically hop down route. I'm like, I like that. And ever since they got rid of those, I'm like, nah. It's not, not impressed. The they don't have the, <laughs> it's not the pads same. on. No, it's not as cool. Not accurate. But um, yeah. it's amazing to think that's how long it's been. Like Toy Story has been around forever. But they had um, Hercules and Meg walking around with gifts. They had Mulan and Mushu. Like all those awesome 90 movies. I think they had Esmeralda and Clopin. Buzz and Woody I mentioned. But it's cool. That's what's, I love that unit. And I was like, man, they're going to add these forever. And then they just, man, let's cut that unit. We don't, we don't need all that. It can get out of hand. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, looking at that first year, it's so funny because it basically starts off with Sebastian, <laughs> and it's a walk around character of Sebastian Crazy. because Ariel's up on the toy block. Yes, uh, yeah. I just thought that very was, rare. Like, what Sebastian? What yeah. is going and on? It makes sense because it's still you know, three year, or I guess it's almost six years at that point, but it's still relatively still pretty new. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I get it, but it's just funny. That's something different. Um, it and is then, funny too, actually, you know, how you mentioned like this was all pre Toy Story because I, I actually distinctly noticed that like looking at the original, uh, you know, year that it debuted, the, the the parade, that it was all like original old school toys, like no mm-hmm. presence it was generic. of any toy. Yeah, it, was, it was a Raggedy <laughs> Ann and Andy. Raggedy all, like, Ann and Andy. Free. Exactly. They didn't, have, they didn't have all those new classic characters yet, really. And they had, and they had those existing characters from old shows too. I, what I really like, just like the finale float before with the uh, the Christmas Carol or Mickey's Christmas Carol, it just felt very classic and traditional. And then at the beginning there, and with all those characters, there were so many with being even if they were not licensed, if you know they, it's still very traditional feeling, and it felt very. It had additional a, a different charm to it than maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still great today, but it, it felt mom and pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt. It didn't feel like this huge corporation owned it. Um, Knott's Berry Farm has a show right now called Home for the Holidays. And there's a scene that has like generic Raggedy Ann and Andy and Nutcracker and uh, Ballerina. And I'm like, this is totally old school Disneyland right here. <laughs> like, this is exactly what they did back then. That's the one but on yeah, the, on the cool Calico too. stage, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. It was good. Very cheesy, but in a good way. It's like, yeah. like I imagine what they would have at Dollywood or something just very like old, old school, cheesy, but in a good way. Something that I noticed that I brought up to you, Sam, was I didn't realize Mickey and Minnie originally, and this went on for a long time, so that's on me because it's they were on there for a long time. But I didn't realize Mickey and Minnie were just taken out on a carriage before they weren't yeah. on any float. And I'm like, it's kind of with crazy. live horses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is the the Christmas Fantasy Parade used to most of the parades always had Circle D involved, and you could have some horses in the parade. I mean, Mulan had five humongous mm-hmm. black horses that oh, pulled the carriage right. at the end. There's a hunchback cavalcade where Fro- Frollo rode one of those big black horses. Really intimidating looking down the mm-hmm. parade route. Um, but yeah, they had horses in it. They actually had live musicians in it. They had live carolers in it. 
They yeah, I saw live that. that was kids so cool. in it, and the kid live kids. <laughs> Good thing they were dead. They, they're all alive. But like, just the fact that they had that Dickens float with the Mickey's Christmas Carol Carol characters on it. But mm-hmm. there's probably twelve carolers on it. And mm-hmm. here's my favorite part about that is one of those carolers I was friends with, Eden Espinosa, was a caroler mm-hmm. in that parade, and she went on to become Elphaba in Wicked. So oh, wow. awesome. Wow. That's really and cool. didn't she also sing the song for um, Magical? Yes. Yes, she did. That's amazing. Yeah, she she rocked that. And um, she's actually, she played Pocahontas in Animazement for that really beautiful uh, trio of Pocahontas, Hercules, and Quasi. That's like the um, best and, combination. I love ever. that yeah. so much. I, like, I get chills every time I hear it. Yeah, yeah, she nails it. So I'm that was big, so cool. Uh, they need to bring amazement back, or just something, just the same idea of amazement was. I thought I think it would it work so, so fun. well today. You know what's weird? At the time, it, 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 I don't think it got the love it deserved. Like I always wanted to see it, but I thought people were like, oh, amazement. I don't know. I'm like, dude, have you seen the trio? <laughs> and at the time, the, those movies were not box office hits. Yeah. So it's almost like they're the underdogs, and the underdogs were just killing it. Feeling the show, which was like really cool. And it, I felt like that's where a lot of the passion came from because obviously the music from Herc is great. And I like the song from Pocahontas, but then out there, Hunchback sound shots amazing. And those those movies were not well received. Like I, I felt like it was like, oh, I'm not going to go watch Herc. And later, like obviously, I love Hercules. It's right. amazing. Like that music's amazing. So I'm like, I'm, I'm glad now it finally gets the love. Even honestly, I think people were even kind of tired of Lion King at the time. I remember when that was ending, there were kind of even some of the parade performers. Matt's oh, I gotta go. Fan, he's, he's not <laughs> I gotta go work Lion King. No, wait, what? Yeah, yeah I'm not I've, a fan. we've already given hell for it. Wait, the parade or the movie? The movie. Are you talking about the CGI one or the animation one? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Let him have it, Sam. Oh, <laughs> I don't understand. Let's do a whole deep dive on that. <laughs> That's called therapy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need that too. Hey, but you know what? I mean, because I grew up in that generation, you know, the Renaissance era. I liked all the movies except for The Lion King. Like, my favorite movie is Aladdin. So That's a good one, too. Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, my two favorites. Those are perfect films, for sure. You just never liked the animal. I think that's what it is. I don't like animal. Talking animals? You really hate the fox and the hound, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't even really remember that. He watches Home on the Range on repeat. I've never seen that. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. And so, not, did, uh, so, so did Laura. We, we all saw it, yeah. We, we all did, yeah. Too. It was We knew oh, it was going to be bad going into it. but Yes, but I don't to. think I realized how bad it would be. I only saw it that one time, too, so maybe I should rewatch the it. The music's <laughs> kind of cool nowadays, just listening back. Well, Alan Macon, but you know what, if, if that new fireworks show really does have every single <laughs> Disney movie, maybe there's a home on the range section. There must be. That would be pretty cool, actually. There was a bit, what, what is what is this? <laughs> I've never heard this before. Well, Treasure, Treasure Planet, Planet, right, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> I know, Treasure, Treasure Planet. Planet. I'm uh, stoked for that. Why? Well, I, don't, I don't like the, the movie Treasure Planet, but that scene that movie kills me. Terrible. I can't get through it. <laughs> I finally... Yeah, I, I, just I watch finally, that scene on YouTube and you're, you're good. I finally watched that once it came out on once I once Disney Plus came out. I was uh-huh. like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch it. And I was like, this is awful. Yeah. Steven's gonna be very upset with you. He loved that movie. Oh Who? no. Steven, Steven? my husband. Oh. Yeah. 
You've met him. <laughs> Once <Me>? or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, going back to the the ice float that's been around mm-hmm. forever. Um, and Christmas ice ring. The ice ring. Yeah. I mean, that was, I don't, it, it didn't start with Christmas Fantasy Parade. It was in Very it's, Merry, I think, right? It was. It might have. I it might have been created for Very Merry, but it was. It was neat because Mickey and Minnie ice skated on the float, and that was kind of like the big wow factor. Mm-hmm. And then um, when it came to um, Christmas Fantasy, I think they had Chip and Dale on it because Mickey and Minnie were, you know, Bob Cratchit in the back of the parade, so they didn't have Mickey and Minnie on that, which is like. Fair excuse. At least we get Mickey's Christmas Carol in the back. But for um, they had Chip and Dale, which was cute, and they had dialogue, and they would throw snowballs back and forth. And then um, that's when the Christmas spe- Beauty and the Beast Christmas special came out. And so to, pr- Beauty and the Beast to promote that, they actually had Beast Ice Skate and Belle Ice Skate. And um, oh my gosh, one. My only memory of that is, and it might have been one or two years where they had Beauty and the Beast on there. And it was cute. She had like the something there kind of sweater on and it, mm-hmm. it, it looked appropriate. And it was really cool. But one of the, um, one of the days she actually slipped and pretty much, I think she broke her arm or fractured oh, something no. on route. Oh my gosh. And, she, and she's miked. Oh, and, no. and it, she held it together and like stopped skating but stood up and just stood there with um, with Beast the whole way. When finished the parade, and when she when she went back, when she came backstage, she totally lost her mind. She was like, How do you, she kept it together though. Pretty amazing. Wow, that wow. is impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She Sometimes rocked. I'm like, okay, I know the show must go on again, but just like maybe at that point she could <laughs> walk got off and walked in between or backstage. Rip your mic off. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, turn off the uh, mic. I'm done. <laughs> well. Something like that happened with the, there's a snowflake in Mickey's Nutcracker, the Videopolis show, where there mm-hmm. was a problem and there was a character on mic and they had to collect videotape from people and make sure <laughs> that didn't get out. It was very <laughs> infamous. That's a whole other story. But um, but so then they, they eventually, I think they brought Chip and Dale back and then they're like, why don't we just put Mickey and Minnie back on the ice rink? And they actually put them in the old Very Merry costumes, which was oh. iconic. It was like blue with like these diamond sparkles. Mm-hmm. So very Tokyo Disneyland style so then they came back for that but it's a real shell of its former self right now because they have Anna and Elsa on it right now and it, that whole unit needs a lot of help they don't skate or anything do they they just no, no they're, they're just standing there it's, just, it's this really bad animatronic of Olaf just yapping yeah. the whole way I'm like this is the worst part of the parade right now like this whole unit needs a, a fixing and crazy enough I was looking up when these all happened I'm like that's been around now for nine years that they have been, they've been, they've been up on that. Wow, since 2013. Well, they get to use that float during the during the cavalcades, right? They were using those oh, yeah. as like uh, just on and Elsa, so they get a lot of use out of that. But as far as the Christmas parade goes, I think it's that unit could use some help and yeah, something new for sure. Um, yeah, and then you were mentioning about Roger Rabbit. You know, he lasted on on this in this parade until 1997. I think where he was at was later replaced by Woody. Right, uh, right. Then they had Woody and, and Buzz up in the front. And then they changed the dialogue. They changed some of the art on the blocks to be Toy Story characters because they realized, like, this is, a, it turns out, it's a big movie. <laughs> People uh, like this one. in the Toy Story <laughs> in the next three decades. But, um, so they had a, you know, with Frozen, like, oh, this was really big. <laughs> we need to well, you know, that's one thing, like, kind of giving an over, stepping back and, 
getting an overview of the parade. It's, it's, I think it's nice because each one is a real defined unit and you have like the toy soldiers and you have some, um, Mrs. Claus and the mail room. It's really cute. So you have some elves. I think there's like a really good flow to it where there's like, okay, now then here's the snowmen, which are iconic. But first of all, the toy soldiers, which are the most iconic thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think X Estencio designed those too. That's why they have like that X, I don't know if it's urban legend, but the X on the <laughs> chest. We'll go but with those it, go sure. way back from like, uh, from Babes in Toyland, right? So yeah. that's like iconic Walt level Disneyland yeah. and stuff. I, I think and I then, read that the original ones in the parade were the actual uh, costumes from the yeah, film used, and they're like, "This isn't working." Actually, out. happened. Aren't. That happened more often than not. Um, oh. Even all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna just derail this right now. And not only did some <laughs> costumes from movies get into the parade, but sometimes the actors in the movies got into the parade. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No. What? Not familiar. So, Peach Dragon came out in, I think, 77. And when Electrical Parade came back, that the actor was not getting any gigs. He went and auditioned to be in the parade. And he's like, I was actually Pete in the, the movie. So they let him do it. So there was a summer where the kid up there was no actually the actor. That's crazy. Well, you cannot get so more not only costumes, than that. But people... Yeah, I'm sure like people are like, wow, that, that kid looks just like that. <laughs> that's <laughs> really believable. And I does it well with the casting. So I derailed it, but I think that was a worth one, worthwhile that's one. That's fine. We go on tangents all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I don't remember Helen Reddy being on a parade. <laughs> oh, <no>. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, one of my favorite units, if you will, was the genie float, right? The the vehicle, mm-hmm. if you will, um, you know that was added later in just the year after it debuted. It was added in 1996. I loved that float, and uh, it definitely came with some incidents. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know how much. That. Yeah, and th- <laughs> there was one even while I was working at Disneyland, where uh, you know in the break rooms behind Storybook, there's a TV right there, and it was very bizarre because there was an incident that happened with it, and there was the helicopter. In small yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I was prayed to that night. Oh, I was in okay. charge of the drivers that night. I was there that <laughs> night. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll, no. tell, we'll tell that story after hours. But yeah, <laughs> so I, uh, I was driving floats, like I mentioned earlier, but I was very good friends with the genie for probably like six or seven years. Oh. And it was the most fun I've ever had in my entire life is doing that role. And I look back and I'm like, I'm glad no one got hurt. Like, cause it was wild, right? You look yeah. at it now, like you just, you wouldn't be no able way. to do it. Someone would run yeah. it. You would, someone would get hurt. Someone would run into the crowd. That's what would hurt someone. I had, I had faith in all the drivers and myself that would, we wouldn't crash into anything. Because we had, we had, there was great vision and that thing tracked really well. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the guests that sometimes run out to the crowd and they could get hurt. And that's what happened that night. Yeah. And if you just look at, it's kind of similar, similarly, like the uh, electrical parade floats, the, the snail and so i mean they're kind of similar mm-hmm. where they can get pretty close to the to the guest and they move pretty quickly right. and they, they maneuver quite a, obviously they have great maneuver maneuverability excuse me but uh the, uh the genie was the same way and i just I thought it, it was, was actually uh it was an electric cart that was all souped up pretty cool yeah. and like it the steering wheel it would turn but you could actually give it another turn and it's like it would just the back <laughs> would even move and it would turn it was it, it's just so much fun um, I, I do really miss that. And what's cool about the genie is he had 
he was infamous for throwing snow on people. Mm, there was right, a right. big pot that we fill up, and we actually got to throw snow um, on the guests, and like people would ask for it, and it just it was so cool to get the crowd going and stuff. And it wasn't just the genie that, that got to throw stuff. The candy bakers actually had silly string and right. these big bags of flour. Mm-hmm. There'd be like these clouds of white smoke, but it was just flour, like <laughs> the powder you don't do any of that floating now, everywhere. Huh? No more flour. All cut. Yeah, and the, the silly string looked like cake frosting, and it was really silly. It was really like Three Stooges type of routine and stuff. Uh, I'll tell this one story about the genie. Um, there was like this one time where um, the genie was going down route. I don't know if kids listen to the show, but genie was going down route, and I re- there was this really old lady that was watching the parade, and I and she was she looked old. And I'm like, I usually throw a handful, but I did just like a teeny, teeny bit of just, you know, a little snow on there. And then the family's like, more and more. So I'm like, all right, family asked for it. So I threw a bunch of snow and I left. And I just, this old lady was like laughing. <laughs> so uh, this is a quick little memory that I was great. Well, a month later, I guess the family wrote City Hall and said that the lady passed. And I was like, like I'm like choking up. But that was like one of her like last memories, which is like, Wow that stuff really makes a difference, right? Yeah. So it's pretty neat to like, something that you think you're having fun, you're doing this kind of stuff, but then like something little like that, that's a family's last memory with, and it's joy, right? Yeah. So really cool things. That's that's why I like the parades. That's like little things like that. People like to rush to like this ride or that ride and whatnot, or Genie Plus, Lightning Lane. It's like no little things like that. Are really yeah, cool. it's the in it's, between. It's the interactions that you have with cast members and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah. That those are the things that really <laughs> stick with you at the end more than I wrote on Space Mountain. It's it's those actual interactions with people that really stick with you. And that's honestly that's what makes Disney so great is because the cast members, I feel like they know that and they go oh, above yeah. and beyond to little things. That. And I think they yeah. could they have that radar where they could sense that kind of stuff way better than a a parade performer might happen to notice going down the route, but that's why the performers really try to like target people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to look for that and t- get those pictures or get those memories. It's, it's pretty cool. And it, the fact that the family cared enough to write city hall and go, Hey, we don't know who that was, but thank you. And it did. It got, it got to the performer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, wow. And it's what the weirdest part is. I'm like, I remember that lady. This is so cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, and, and now I'm starting to see things, of course, through the, the eyes of my kids. And I knew this would oh, happen because yeah. I wasn't a huge parade person when I was, you know, in my <laughs> early 20s. I just most it people wasn't aren't. I feel anything. yeah, but of course, and you know, it started like some of these newer ones I've really enjoyed. I mean, I absolutely adore Paint the Night. Uh, we all, I think, feel the same way about that. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll see it someday. It needs but, to come back. Yeah, so uh-huh. good. And now seeing things through the, the kids and just even Christmas fantasy last year when my kids were not even, they weren't even one yet. And we, we watched it last year, but like I've got <laughs> Mickey and Minnie right now for my, uh, their twins. So it's Garrett. He just loves Mickey and Minnie so much. And now when he sees them on anything we watch, he gets up, he, he jumps up, he gets, he smiles, he so starts cool, clapping, cool. but he even lit up back then. Uh, when they when they came down and he saw them for the first time, he got really excited. So you know, just seeing those little things, you you really understand how much of an impression mm-hmm. those parades can do can have on your kids and on in, the family. Who knew that 
three circles drawn that way <laughs> could <laughs> carry so much weight and emotion. It, it reminds me of like the first time I, I was lucky enough to fly to Tokyo. I, I stayed out there. I went twice. I stayed there for like three weeks one time and then two, two weeks another time. But like, I've never felt so far away from home in my entire life. Like, I'm like, holy crap. I, I was for the first part of that trip, I was by myself and I'm like, I'm in Tokyo, the longest flight. Oh my God, it was awful. And then I got there and I'm like, I've never felt so far from home. Like, no one's speaking my language. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going straight to Disneyland. And it was weird. I, I saw Mickey and I'm like, oh my God, I know him. Finally, <laughs> someone I know here. And I'm like, it's just this costume. But I'm like, I felt so at home after flying across the world. It's just yeah. crazy. Like, it just trips you out. That's a great point, especially in Japan where it totally feels like a different world there and really no one is yeah. speaking English. I've talked about it's a lie. People say they all learn English. I'm like, no one was speaking English with me when I went. So you, you need to find some of that comfort or that, that home. I noticed there. that a lot of uh, Japanese people, when they saw me, they would try to practice their English on me, which I thought was mm -hmm. really cool. And I, and I was trying to learn some Japanese from them. And um, another tangent, I was at the, the parts of the Caribbean store at Tokyo Disneyland and it was the first time I saw Mickey in a plush as Jack Sparrow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't have this at home. This is so cool. This is probably 05, 06. And I'm like, I need this. And I'm like looking at this stuffed animal, Mickey. And then the, the cast member was like looking at me and starts talking to me in Japanese. And I'm like, Jack Sparrow. And they're like, oh, <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're all like, they're like stoked about it and stuff. And it was like this moment we had, it was great. Well, after I was leaving, I was so sad to leave Japan and I was at the airport waiting for my flight and I saw these these Japanese girls that were and the, they were going to be on my flight too and they came up and they were talking to me they were like they were talking to me and I didn't know what they were saying and then they said Jack Sparrow Jack Sparrow like Mickey and I'm like <laughs> it's the cast members they were oh, flying to Disneyland yeah they were no way what are the odds they were flying back to they were flying to Disneyland for their first trip and it was during the 50th. So I, I, I remember I, I told them, like, well, I worked there. They're like, kidding no me? <laughs> so my friends, we all met up with them. And, like, we watched fireworks with them. And they watched uh, the Remember Fireworks, the 50th yeah. ones. They were bawling. It was so cool. <laughs> well, those are the, like, just cool. some of the best fireworks. Yes. You know? For sure. It was just so neat. And I'm like, wow, it's just this... This fandom, like, it gets made fun of a lot, but it's really special. It's really cool because of things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, what are the odds? It was crazy. Anyway, Christmas fantasy, tangents. <laughs> well, you know, just uh, going back to that uh, and, and you know, you talking about um, Jeannie, I think that's, I remember that's probably um, how I was first introduced to you, Sam. I think we kind of all have had an affinity to you ever since, like, the Laughing Place days. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god! Posting on the boards there, wow. but yeah, um, yeah. I remember uh, you posting my, up on there and and talking about you being. I think genie. my name was in that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Speedy Genie. If I think about it right, I think it might have been whoa, Speedy whoa, whoa, whoa. Genie. Back up. I, hold <laughs> yeah. on. I didn't. If I, wait, I didn't know Sam was on Laughing Place. I, I think I did before Laughing Place. I think it was ADD. It's old. Mm -hmm. I'm 45. Well, Sam, you were on there as Carter Sauce, right? Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's my that's my name. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's how I was first introduced to you. I mean, because we're oh, all funny. posting on Laughing Place too. Well, I don't know, Matt, if you were, but Matt, um, Matt wasn't. 
I know I Joel like, and Beth and I were. Yeah, that's that how was we all met. The, before Diz Twitter. That was yeah. the, yeah. one that was of the old OG. School. So shout out to Laughing Place. And so that's how I <laughs> yeah. kind of still have, have um, originally. Thanks, Rebecca and Doobie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So random connection. Well, before that, before that, there was all dot Disney dot Disney. Disney. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That that's, was, that's way I, back. <laughs> I discovered that because of, it was during light magic. And oh my God. Hearing the stuff that they were typing and we were working on that show, it's like, like we're working our butts off here. Like, yeah. take it easy. The show's like sixty percent done. It should be canceled. Like, we're like, we were very frustrated. But I made a lot of overtime that summer. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a good story too. I mean, it's it's definitely a, some infamous history for Disneyland. Yes. Well, you know, I think we could totally talk about Christmas Fantasy Parade forever. Um, and there's so many nuances and changes that have happened over over the time over time. And really, just looking back to like the video that you have online of the inaugural year, and it's like it's still the the essence is still there. It's still same song, the same it's the same song. You can't get enough of the song. And I think it's just important to understand like hey over these 27 years i think that's what it is um it it really has lived on and so many generations have been impacted by it and love it and i think it's just cool to see something that's lasted this long and still cherished it's been running so long that they can't just cancel it now they'd have to have a farewell season (laughs) no pun intended to the electrical (laughs) but they'd have to make a big deal about it going away because it's 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 literally been running as long as electrical parade was running when they first said goodbye to it. Like it is a, and I feel when parades run that long, it's more than a parade. It's an attraction yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's it tradition. becomes, it becomes a tradition that you go see and you need family. to say goodbye yeah. to it. Yeah. That, and not just the guests to the parade, but the performers, I feel like need to say goodbye to it. The float drivers need to say goodbye mm-hmm. to it. And that's what was like really crushing when the pandemic happened. And uh, we're just going to shut the parks down for two weeks uh, see you later, Frozen cast. See you later, Magic Happens. See you later, you know, all every piece of entertainment, hundreds of people never got to say goodbye. That yeah. sucks to think about that, right? Luckily, Magic Happens is coming back, but brand new cast, yeah. brand new float drivers, brand new, mm-hmm. just same old floats. It's just, that's that's a bummer that when um, casts can't say goodbye. I think that really stinks. I didn't even think about that. Like the Frozen cast, they didn't get to say goodbye or have a last performance. Nope. It was like they didn't even we'll know that was the last show. Yeah, and you know, say what you will about the Frozen show. The the show itself was great. I think it's I actually it's I really enjoyed it. You have this Broadway it. theater, mm-hmm. and this Broadway theater that's an e ticket of DCA that's abandoned. No one's yeah. talking. That's an e ticket for that park. That it's it's part of the value E-ticket. of that ticket that just it's empty right done now. Anything so I, with it, I know. I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, I would hope for an Encanto show. We could do a speculation, but I think uh, I'll take I a Moana show. I'll take that. anything. I'll take any re- like show. Encanto would be perfect. I mean, they did it at the Coco, bowl already, anything. so come on. Yeah, bring the same thing. Um, some time. I want to mention, too, before I forget, too, about the music for Christmas. I know that they always say that, oh, it's that same song. If you've noticed, it's the same melody in each unit. Like, say it's like a three-minute loop. Half of that three minutes is the traditional like song that y'all know, mm-hmm. but it's a different arrangement mm-hmm. where it is a toy factory sounding or it's the winter wonderland sounding or it's a regal Christmas ball sounding. Mm-hmm. I love that there's those little differences. So where they sing the main theme, but then it'll go into something like 
um, Sleigh Ride or Winter Wonderland. Right. Like, you know, depending on what, I, I love that. I think it's really clever. And if you listen closely to it, you know that it's it's not the same song repeated. It's just the same melody, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's, each one's definitely different. And maybe that's just because I've listened to it for like 27 years, but <laughs> um, I hope people notice that. It's say, so oh, that song, well, I, it's kind of it. good that you're not noticing it because I think it is so fluid and how they do the arrangements and going between it from flows. float to float. It flows. Yeah. Um, and it, we've seen that with like uh, Parade of Dreams and other ones where you've it, it had different music that was dedicated for each unit and it could flow really together. Some flowed better than others, but Christmas Fantasy Parade, it you really occasionally you'd be like, oh, wait, that's a different song. And then it kind of catches you. Mm-hmm. But I bet a lot of guests don't realize that. But not Probably. for the bad. Not, yeah, not for that's bad. true. It's yeah. subtle. Mm-hmm. I think that wraps it up pretty good. I mean, uh, we all love it. But uh, we, it's a good show. It I hope is. it hangs out. Uh, you know, I, I don't want it to go away. I think people are like, I need a new Christmas parade. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, um, give us a new Christmas parade in California Adventure. Do something super fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Whether it's something 30s, something 40s, have, have a lot of fun with it in California Adventure. And I think Christmas Fantasy could stay. I mean, it's it's earned it. I think it's it's a, an attraction at the And point. you oh just gosh. have refreshes, refresh some of the floats, yeah. bring in some new units. But You know, some of, those, some of those units do need it. Like we mm-hmm. talked about the Winter Wonderland unit. I think that could definitely use it. Um, you know, some of the floats get redone. You know, some are still original, like the opening float. That's been there. And. If you saw us talking earlier, that you could recognize that float in the world according to Goofy Parade with Professor Ludwig von Drake writing it. It's kind of cool to see how they've they've retailored it. But that's an original float. The cottage float is an original float. Um, but then floats like the Toy Factory and the new Santa float are like brand new ones with this new style. It, mm-hmm. It's a good look. I like where it's going. The toy blocks have been replaced. Yeah, it's ironic. Um, you know, the group kind of knows how I feel about some other parades that keep coming back and I'm not the biggest fan of like Main Street Electrical Parade but it's weird because like the Christmas Fantasy Parade like I I don't have a problem with it like every year it comes (laughs) back like I I just enjoy seeing it it just feels like Christmas to me (laughs) so I don't know it could stay around as long as it it needs to it never glowed away though that's true I think if maybe they it that way Then maybe I I feel differently, but yeah, I love the parade. It's it's great. It is. It does feel like Christmas. It's tradition, you know. Definitely. And I have to thank you for your videos because you just you. I know you. I was looking and I could see that you had the 2022 video. It's beautifully done. And um, since I'm in Vegas right now, I did not get a chance to see it this year. So Uh so tomorrow, my daughter and I are going to watch it, get some hot cocoa, and we're going to watch the whole parade. So I appreciate uh, you taking the time to put that stuff up because people do enjoy it, me. (laughs) I hope so. Well, that's kind of why I, when I'm on Twitter a lot and I take the pictures that I do or I think, you know, post the things that I post, it's like, I think there's a lot of people that wish they could be there. So I do feel I'm lucky that we get to go to the parks as much as we do. Absolutely. And, you know, and this is good. I, where can we find you, Sam? Uh, like, for instance, your YouTube. I am all over. Else. Don't tell us yeah. your home address. Nothing, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I was in Vegas, but I'm not. I, you can find me on Twitter, at Cartar Sauce. It's an old softball nickname from playing with on Disney League, but I had the, I never thought it would stick, and I can't believe I'm still using it. But um, that's how you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, samcarterart.com is my website, where I, I do my themed entertainment art and design and i have also my gallery art there as well so um 
thank you to everyone that bought prints for Christmas in Canvas. It was really cool. I had a fun time uh, printing a bunch of stuff out to send out for Christmas presents all over the country. Um, I actually had my first Christmas Aloha shirt this year, which was fun to send out to everybody. That well. looked amazing. But yeah, <laughs> it was fun. I, I, I got to think of next year's already, but um, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad people enjoy what I do. And I, I've, I've learned that life's too short to not, to, not to not do what you love. So it's, I, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm able to pick the gigs that I want to pick that I want to do, um, paint what I want to paint, do what I want to do and, um, draw what I want to draw. You know, I, I like that I'm able to be a little bit selective. It took a long time to get there to do that kind of work, but, uh, it's nice to be trusted when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, you just figure out what you're passionate about and then try to find a way to make a, to build a career on that. It's kind of like advice, unsolicited advice. Try to do that. <laughs> well said. Well, Hey, we can't thank you enough for being on here. We really appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully you'd like to come back. You're always welcome. Yeah, because we anytime. Definitely Let's have thank a, you. a DCA uh, slash Eureka Parade episode. Because you were talking about, th- you know, people that didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't get to say goodbye to Eureka. <laughs> oh, can I do another tangent? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. 2003. We were rehearsing for the third season of Eureka, but this season was going to be different because they're like, you know what? Let's put characters in it. Let's just see what happens. And that's kind of what was cool about it is it didn't have characters. Right. But you kind of knew that, okay, I could picture Mushu in the Asian mm-hmm. unit. Mm-hmm. I could picture the three Caballeros in the Fiesta unit. Um, and they were going to have Mickey doing the hip hop stuff in the LA unit. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Stitch was going to be on the half pipe on the surf unit. It was the whole thing was there, and they had a costume for Minnie. She was one of the finale fire dancers in the back. Oh wow! Actually, yeah, if you remember those dresses, it's like flames and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're divas in a good way. It was awesome. And um, I th- actually, I think Minnie Mickey was going to be in the opening unit, and Goofy was in the LA one. Anyway, uh, they were just getting ready to start rehearsals, and they said, "You know what?" Cancelled. We're doing X Games oh. this summer, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 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 what? Uh, We're finally gonna make this amazing parade even better, and, and then they're like, yeah, the money's going to X Games instead to promote that going on. Oh man, they, I think they just bought ESPN. We need to go put dirt in a parking lot. <laughs> they did. Yeah, <laughs> we have fond memories the- of that, even though I mean, we get what it was, but we had fun, fun memories of 2003 X Games <laughs> experience. So instead of driving the floats in Eureka. I think I was prayed lead then, but um, I was driving the Duffy boat in the Paradise Bay because <laughs> the talent going to the half pipe got on at the, the restaurant and we took them to the half pipe. So every day that summer, I was in a boat driving around <laughs> the bay. It was so cool. I have some fun pictures. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> that was, and what's funny about that is when they drained the lagoon, they actually... Found like a ton of skateboards down there. There's a Mets game. Because the half pipe was right there. Yeah. How That's funny. So funny. Wow. Well, there you go, guys. Coming on a future episode, maybe in eight months from now, we'll finally get to, to DCA and Eureka. That's awesome. I should mention, too, I'm also on a podcast called uh, Nostalgia Fast Pass. Uh, Kristen and Josh would be really mad at me if I didn't mention it. But um, we just recorded our 81st episode, which is insane to me. We do one every week. It usually comes out on Fridays, but yeah, check that out. Nostalgia Fast Pass. And this, I, I will support that as well because I, I started listening to it and I really enjoy it because 
I don't always catch all the news thing. Like, yeah, I catch a lot of the, like big theme park items, but I don't follow as much as I would like, I guess, of all the food thing, the food items, and like Disney Plus. What's new on Disney Plus? You guys really cover it all, like really all of Disney. And I, I really enjoy that for me to get my kind of, not just my fix, but to get my news. That's awesome. It's a good, good one-stop um, shop. I learn stuff too because I'm I'm not as much into the food or the the spirit jerseys as they are but like it's we talk about what we're passionate about like i and so like josh josh and kristen are brother and sister but josh is really deep in the marvel and star wars like i thought i was a star wars nerd josh is like very deep about those and then he's super into the spirit jerseys as well it's so i'm like i'm learning all this stuff and it's You're nice that of the we, mill spirit <laughs> yeah jerseys. exactly people call people call it run of the mill it's an inside joke now. Like they'll comment on my Instagram. I'm like, how do you know that? But I'm like, oh, people listen to this, I guess. <laughs> but like, um, but then like there will be stories, and I'm like, what do I want to talk about? And I I get to just talk about what I want to talk about. And it's you know we stick to the stuff that's been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- you know stuff that you know that's topical. Uh, we try not to do the speculation, but we're all really passionate about it. And I think that's how it it's. it's it's a good group. 81 shows. It's crazy. That's awesome. Congrats. That's well, congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. All right. Well, everybody, until our next happy hour, when you aren't able to join us off Harbor in Maine, you can always find us on Twitter and Instagram. It's simply at off Harbor. We post most uh, our things on our personal handles though. And that's available under the show notes. And if you enjoyed us, hey, sharing and recommending the show with your friends is truly the best way to get the word out. And just as a reminder, uh, Spotify has ratings now, too. So if you're on Spotify, we'd love for you to give us a rating. Um, but regardless, we just really thank you for listening. And remember, it's a special magic at Christmas time this year. Hearts are gay and merry and full of Yuletide cheer. The spirit of the season will make our dreams come true. On behalf of the birdies, flowers, and tikis here at Off Harbor in Maine, Farewell and aloha to you. We'll see you all next time. Stay well and cheers. 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 We'll uh, go into the Christmas fantasy parade. Interlude, interlude, interlude. Uh, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that was that was interlude. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing more for Christmas fantasy. <laughs> Hearts are gay and merry and full of Yuletide cheer. The spirit of the season will make your shit. <laughs>